Yes, sir, it's your boy, man, Keys Ali, and thank you for coming back and listening to Ali and Friends. We'll keep rolling on now with the uh, Drip of Fashion series today. I have the God himself. I think it's the third or fourth time being on a House of Ali production. I have Hassan of the House of Hubris in the building with me. How you doing, man? Doing well, bro. How are you? Doing great. Just a quick recap, guys. If you haven't heard episode one or episode two, go ahead and check out episode one. It's with Design Quay, and basically we're talking about independence and being independent. Uh, one of the things that um, Design Quay brought up was that he came from the small town of Calhoun Falls, and now he's shopping on Rodeo Drive. He got his, uh, his clothing line out everywhere it needs to be. And even though you may come from a small town, you can uh, the sky's the limit. Basically, is what his story is telling. Episode two, um, it was with the fivefold clothing line. They're talking about keeping true to the art, keeping true to your heart. Say, you know, it doesn't matter about the dollar. You don't have to chase the trend. You know, just stay true to you. So go back and listen to those two episodes right now. But let's get into episode three. And the whole basis of this is marketing, selling yourself, selling your clothing line. And that's why we got the the greatest <laughs> fashion line, fashion designer I've ever met in my life right here. I know you've been on the show a lot, man, but I give you a lot, a lot of praise because of the way that you carry yourself. Bless. And I couldn't think, I didn't have marketing as a part of this series, but after we spoke, I was like, this is something that's needed. And he's going to tell us how to do it. Like, you're independent yourself. You have the house of hubris, but you're also part of a large conglomerate, if that's the right word to say. Yeah, yeah the collective. Is, you the collective, which is nowhere. Shout so, out my boys. Episode one was a guy saying, stay by yourself, be self-sufficient. Episode two was a team of guys, and mm-hmm. now we got a guy that does both, man. So let's just start with the history of the House of Hubris, man. How did it start? Like, what day one, when the, when you realize, I want to do this, tell me about that day. Um, well, I mean, you know, design has always been a part of my life, you feel me? Um, it, ever since I was, like, five years old. Um, <clears throat> I've always been a fan of architecture and, like, just, you know, looking at building structures and you know, colors and things of that nature. So, you know, design, you know, being creative, making things has always been a part of my life. Um, I would say, like, my freshman year of college was when I, I got serious with it. Um, it was at, at a time where, like, streetwear was, you know, at, at its peak and, like, you really starting to become its own thing and, and you know, go worldwide. So... I was at, at the time I'm just, you know, I'm wearing like a lot of these brands, you know, Diamond Supply, the hundreds, uh, Huff socks, you know what I'm saying? Like think, you know, Bape, BBC, you know, all, all of these brands, you know, stuff that like I see the rappers and stuff that I listen to, you know, rocking and everything. And, you know, also being a college student, you, you see that like, all right, I ain't really got <laughs> the money allocating like I needed to be so a lot of that shit I can't afford you know what I'm saying I'm just being real you know so like you know I I know it's like a lot of people that be like oh well shit if I can't afford it I'm about to hustle up so I can go get it but you know to me it was one of those things where it's like yo like yeah I can't afford it but like I much rather make it because I feel like I can compete you know um at at that time I like I I I was really getting you know coming into my own uh, understanding who I was as a you know just as a human being off the rip you know and, and and my style was really starting to like you know really become one of its own um just standing out you know on, on campus you know people com- you know just complimenting the way I dress and 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 how I put certain things together and also my knowledge of the industry and you know just my product knowledge my brand knowledge like the shit that I knew about that nobody else knew so um, you know, I took pride in it and it just, you know, I got to that point where I was just like, man, fuck this. I'm not about to spend $30 on a fucking diamond supply t-shirt when it only cost me $10 to make, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I, 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 I can make, I can put my own ideas out here and my own, you know, concepts and like my own sayings and like, you know, the things that like me and my friends thought were cool. Like, you know, I, I, I can put that shit out. And, you know, create a voice for us, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and then at the same time, I can sell it, you know? So, I'm like, yo, like, let's really make some money this way. So, um... Let's hustle up off my own ideas instead of supporting other man's ideas. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying? And I ain't got, you know, nothing against those brands because they definitely inspired me to uh, get to where I'm at. But, um, at the same time, you know, me and my round, um, featuring Jerome, um... You know, uh, 
one fourth of nowhere. Uh, me, me and him met while we were in school. Me and him knew that this is something that we both wanted to do, and just like us as a collective of friends, you know, we 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 kind of, you know, formed our own little clique called them boys. You feel me? So like them boys, whenever them boys was like at at a party or some shit, you know what I'm saying? We always getting lit, turning it up. Yeah. Like, you know, we always had, like, the flies closed, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it was always cool. So, you know, and it was always love that we got, you know what I'm saying, just going around and, like, you know, we never, like, we moved as in, as individuals and, like, that was, like, the main thing that, like, kept us together. Like, everybody was their own man, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody, like, needed to feed off of each other, but at the same time, like, our energies just kind of, you know, just helped build, you know, built all of us so like you know um i we we started i started this thing you know calling it and it's lame as fuck <laughs> and i like i laugh at it to this day but the the first name of the brand that i was going to make like in 2011 was called gnarly crew yes it was it 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 was like the initials was g q cuz like during that 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 time, I was like getting ass of fucking like GQ subscriptions and like quarter like quarterly gentlemen or uh, gentlemen quarterly is like my favorite shit to read as far as uh, editorials are concerned. So I was like, yo, like how can we keep that shit like like I, I felt the need to like because we were so like raw and rugged with, with what we did. Like I felt the need to like give it like a high end feel. Yeah. So like I I thought of gnarly because I just you know. I, I love the word, but then I was like, yo, we are a crew of niggas. You can change the Q, I mean the C to a Q and all this shit. And I was just going off about this, man. It was super hot. And then like three years later, I'm like, yo, like why the fuck did we start with that? It's, it's not like it's a, a box you in too, man. Yeah, like exactly. It's exactly. like it'd be like, not, not saying in a bad way, but like skaters. Exactly. And, uh, like a, a pop lifestyle. Exactly. It felt like I was trying to like, chase a trend at the time and instead of it being natural so like you know like i fast forward you know that was 2011 so i fast forward about 20 2013 um i was just coming back from basic training and um re-immersing myself back into college life and things of that nature and i came back from fort benning with just like an ass of sketches um that like you know i was just doing um i i had a few dudes who drew um when i was there um uh, and you know getting ideas from them about shit and you know at, at the same you know during that time i was still kind of running with that whole uh gq thing but i was just like man like if we if we really gonna do this like it it needs to be something else so like i started rebranding like really early and and just trying to find something that really stuck and you know shout out the hove you know what i'm saying <clears throat> he dropped an album um, which is one of my favorite albums, and a lot of people don't like it because it's you know some of his later work. But um, the Magna Carta, uh, Holy Grail, um, Hove dropped that, and he got a song on there called Nickels and Dimes, and um, on that track he says, "Pardon my hubris." And like the first time I ever heard the word was from Jay Z, like you know he was him saying that, and I was like, "Yo, that line, Cole." the fuck does that word mean <laughs> you know what i'm saying like went right to the dis to the uh dictionary man and I, I i i read it and it was like hubris excessive pride or self-confidence and i went and i dissected the actual context of what he was saying it was like pardon my hubris like pardon me you know what i'm saying like pardon the arrogance right. yeah. that I, I, i'm about to tell you and then like that right there just kind of you know took me to like a whirlwind of research of um the origin of the word um you know where it comes from is from uh you know the greek epithet and um at at the same time um it, it has a story connected to it of icarus and icarus was a, a man who was in prison with his father and his father who was a master um inventor fashioned these wings out of uh wax and uh feathers and fashioned these wings fat like like made them shits know, bro the way you the way you said fashion man hey man <laughs> i learned from you bro. yeah 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 man oh uh, yeah he's fashioned these wings i need to have some tea and crumpets with that shit when i say it but um you know what i'm saying he he uh made these wings for him and his son to fly up out of the prison 
and everything. And he told his son, he was like, yo, like, if you fly too close to the sun, you're going to melt the wax and you're going to fall to your death. If you fly too close to the land, I mean, uh, excuse me, to the ocean, then the moisture is going to dampen the, your feathers and you just, you're going to fall to your death. So stay balanced and stay right there in the middle. And Icarus, you know, being arrogant to the fact that he's flying and nobody can stop him, he flies as high as he can and then ends up ultimately falling to his death. So it's like, um, you know, I read that and, and, and it kind of struck me deep because it's like, you know, what's one of our biggest flaws as human beings, right? It, it is that we allow, you know, us as a person to be over-exalted, right? Like, you know, look, look at what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I'm doing this shit. Y'all niggas can't fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? And, like, that overconfidence, that arrogance, it, it comes from places of insecurities. You're trying to overcompensate for something you feel like you're lacking. Um, you know, our mouths get us in trouble a lot. You know, like, we're writing checks that we necessarily can't cash and shit. So, you know, I wanted to develop a brand that spoke to the people who know who they are know who they when they look in the mirror like they know exactly who that person is and they're on on a journey to continue to you know to get to know that person and self-develop and but at the same time they have that confidence within themselves but they don't allow it to be overpowered they humble themselves you know what I'm saying? Like, they stay in the middle. Like, they they recognize that the world is going to force you to do things that you don't necessarily have or want to do. But they move at the beat of their own drum. You know what I'm saying? Like, boxes do don't exist to this person. So the idea of hubris is just that. The, you know, defining that space between pride and humility you know, through the word hubris. And I changed the spelling of it. Um, the normal word is spelled H-U-B-R-I-S, but I changed the spelling of it to H-U-E, you know, just to, you know, give it some creative flair, also to pay homage to the, you know, the use of color that I, I'll be um, de demonstrating in, in my designs as well. So, you know, all, all of these things play into this idea of hubris, you know, and Right now, you know, at the beginning stages of this brand, it's it's fun to create things to allow people to get to know what hubris is. You know what I'm saying? Because the word is so foreign, you know? So. Gotcha, gotcha. So from Nolly Crew to the hubris. Yeah, man. Yeah. House of Hubris. House of Hubris. Um, you know, it, it, it was Hubris of America. Um, but then I was like, yeah, I definitely want to be international sooner than later <laughs> and and at at the same time you know the state of our country isn't yeah. the very best yeah, you know what i'm saying right. so you know i'm just not gonna throw him you know throw that around you know like that but and and and, and to house of hubris you know a house has many rooms you know what i'm saying yes. you, you you should know uh with the house of ali oh, yeah. so um it, it allows me you know to have a brand where i'm not boxed into just clothes you know what i'm saying like I, I i can create different products i can create visuals and different content and 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 just be creative and just be myself and just see things that i like and just make it so that's why it's now house of hubris so gotcha so now the thing about you that that draws my attention when i look at the clothing myself i don't like a lot of colors i'm kind of bland like i, I was talking to you the other day I was looking for a shirt, and you said like the, the color. And I was like, "Dude, just say it though." They just say gray. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, "God, like it's not really something that I would look for just mm -hmm. to go out." So I'm looking for something to wear. But the you, the person, caught my attention more than the brand at first. Absolutely. So the question that I have for you is, how important is it to be a good person? I guess you would say, or a, a wholesome person. Um, I've never heard anyone say any negative word about you um that doesn't mean that you're not an asshole you could possibly be an asshole a complete asshole but yeah. i've never heard anyone say anything negative about you mike's I, girlfriend called me an asshole just the other day it's kind of funny so yeah, she yeah. kind of got a little room for that but i love her the, to death though that's my that's my nickname <laughs> the point the point <laughs> that I'm, I'm getting to is does it matter how you carry yourself outside of your brand like does it matter does any of that matter or can you just be a skillful asshole and say 
you guys gonna buy it because of my skill. I mean, you know, I think R. Kelly is the answer to that. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can be skillful and still an, a shitty person and still make millions. <laughs> but I mean, you know, in today's society, in, in today's society, people gonna buy whatever the fuck they want to buy. My thing is, is I'm I'm just built off of integrity. Um, I'm 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 a God filled man and like i'm on a journey more importantly than than getting money or getting bitches like i'm i'm I'm, or getting success with my brand i'm on a journey of just knowing god better and going and knowing who he is so just like with that journey i tend to follow the people who you know like jesus you know what i'm saying like i i i love like talking about jesus a lot because it's just really cool of the person that he was. Like, he's the most perfect person to ever walked the earth, right? And you read it. But who was he hanging out with? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, beggars, prostitutes, hustlers, basically. You feel me? Yeah. Real people. Real people. You know what I'm saying? Who 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 did he despise the most? The people who tried to, to be, be good, good, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you, 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 you thinking that you're going to get to heaven by work. Ha. You got it misconstrued. You got it misconstrued. I think... The thing about being a good person is like not trying to be a good person. It's just treating people the way you want to be treated. But at the same time, like I realized that you can't necessarily just say that because some people just want to be treated bad. Like some some people are just so broken, so damaged that they just that that energy is just so much a part of them that they don't necessarily know what love is. And to that person, that person has to figure it out for themselves. But it's up to you to not allow their negativity to affect you in any type of way. And, I, and, and you know, I can't sit here and say that I'm perfect because, you know, negative shit still affects me. Yeah. You know, I get pissed off. I get, you're you know human, what I'm saying? Man. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm a human being. But it's just at, at the end of the day, I, I, I try to look at things from a macro perspective instead of, like, how I feel about the situation. Because I know here in this world that I live in in 2019, like, shit bigger than me, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like everything is bigger than me. It, it's it it. I made a commitment to be here, right? Like you know, yeah. You could like if I would been like, hey man, like I can't make it. Like some shit came up. I'm pretty sure you would have understood. But it's like at the same time, like you made a commitment to be here. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 a person that if I say some shit, I'm gonna fucking do it. Yeah, stand by your word. I'm, I'm gonna stand. By, I'm gonna stand by my word. I'm gonna just live by integrity. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm learning to not overexert myself and overstretch myself, and that's something that's hard because I'm so, like, I'm so kind and like I'm. I'm so, like, I'm just so willing to help people that it's like, that like I want to help people. So if I can do it, if I f- have the power to do it, then I'm gonna do it. But I'm learning how to like not necessarily just overexert myself like you know giving myself time to like think and breathe and get through shit so you know it, uh, to answer your question about just you know being a person like a, a good person having a brand i feel like you just need to be yourself to be honest because like people gonna buy your shit regardless um my thing is you have to ask yourself a personal question do you want to get it by means of integrity which yeah it's gonna take patience and it's gonna be slow you're going to make sacrifices or do you want to be a person who just get it by any means necessary? I personally made the choice to say, I don't want to get it that way. You know, so you have rules and guidelines. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And you know, and it ain't meant for me or another motherfucker to like, be like, Oh, I got to be like him. Nah, bro. You just be yourself. Like, you know, you move at the beat of your own drum and you have to atone for the decisions that you make, be it good or bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why it's always the next play. No matter if it's a good decision or bad decision, like you gotta get to the next one. So, you know what I'm saying? It it it's up to you. I much rather be a person who is a person of integrity, a uh, a person that, you know, is building a brand on helping individuals, like not just, you know what I'm saying, trying to get a Ferrari. I know I'm gonna touch that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I seen that already. Like I know I'm gonna touch that shit. I'm not doing it for that though. You know what I'm saying? Like 
I'll be walking past like homeless niggas and these niggas ain't got no fucking shoes, bro. Like it's a fucking problem. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to give, you know, you you you, you got to be able to provide shots for motherfuckers that didn't think that they had the had the ball around them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you got to be able to open motherfuckers minds up to the bigger picture, man, and like show people like, yo, it it, it it's not about you. It, it 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 it's it's about helping that next person. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I, I just do you, bro. Um, That's the first lesson. Yeah. First lesson is to stay true to yourself. No exactly. What that is, if you're just a that shitty is. person, then be, be a, a shitty, shitty person, person, bro. Shitty people win. I just seen the whole Trump documentary, man. That nigga's been a shitty person. That <laughs> nigga come from a shitty family. You know what I'm saying? But hey, uh, busting it wide open. <laughs> Y'all niggas mad, <laughs> and it's I'm just that's <laughs> fuck. And I'm just sitting over here like. Watch what y'all mad for. Yeah, yeah. he won. Like, he, he been that person the entire time, bro. Like, like you, you can't hide that shit from people, man. Like, you, 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 if you a shitty person, just, I, I much rather do business with a shitty person who knows he a shitty person or sh- or snake. knows that she a shitty person yeah. than a snake any day. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, like, you, you know what's respectable about people, you know what I'm saying, who do bad shit. Like, like the difference between Charles Manson and R. Kelly, right? Charles Manson knew the f- what the fuck he was doing. You know what I'm saying? R. Kelly he still did like. R. Kelly did that shit. I mean, I'm just like I saw the tape, so like I was like. You saw the first tape or the current tape? I saw the first tape. If I saw the second tape, I'd be a, I'd be just as bad as he is because right. that's child. <laughs> but I saw the first one, like when I was like. But he beat it. When I was 14, 15. I mean, you can beat a lot ten, of shit. He had ten charges of child pornography. It ain't. Them. I'm not talking about the legalities of it. I know what I saw. So My two eyes. <laughs> no, that was R. Kelly. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't sell another river, man. Did Did you see the tape? The first tape. Yeah, yeah, I did see the first tape. But at the same time, I don't know if it was him. Like the quality ain't always that. Shit. The quality is not always that. That tape came out when I was in prime porno masturbation time. Me and my niggas reviewed, analyzed that tape. Oh, that's that nigga right there. So you could tell exactly. by the nigga, 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 nigga. It was a conversation high, in high school. Like, boy, y'all think R. Kelly did that shit? Boy, yeah, we think he did. Hey, y'all trying to watch the tape to see if he did? Hell yeah, nigga. Everybody went motherfucking like after school to my, my own boy house, and we sat there and watched that shit. Like we was reviewing game tape, bro. Like it was hilarious. <laughs> It, like we went D. I was like, man, look, My look. Riley told y'all, no, not, not Riley. Huey told y'all that that nigga did that shit, and y'all ain't listen. You know what I'm saying? But hey, man. I, I don't, I don't want to crucify him. Um, I got this. I guess you say like a new thing. I guess you. Uh, I don't know how to describe it really. But like, I just try to give my own people the benefit of the doubt. I feel that. Um, just based on the media, how you can see the media can. Transfer like can can change your mind on how how you can ask you a question. Yeah, do you feel as if like, and (laughs) I know this is kind of getting off topic, but it 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 was kind of like a conversation that me and my homies had. Like, do y'all feel like, despite if they did it or not, there is an attack on black men and black men affiliate, i.e. Robert Kraft. Yeah, if you help niggas, we gonna hit you. Hard. Yeah. We coming. Do, okay, that's cool. Why, that's why cool, I leave cool. my mind open to R. Kelly. So like I'm not quitting now. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying R. Kelly's a saint. What I'm Absolutely. saying is the way they've been painting him now, and they mm-hmm. even got people like our queen, like Oprah and yeah. Gail attacking him. Like I get like And I'm gonna find it, but it's kinda like, man, I'm, leave it alone for a second, see what happens. And I'm gonna go like on record and say like None of my sentiments on R. Kelly come from all this shit that is happening now. Okay. I've thought R. Kelly been this way for like over a decade now. Because we, we broke down the first video. Yes. <laughs> I've been known this shit. Like I seen the nigga. I seen that nigga. And I was like, oh, that nigga. And then, too, like, I will, like, I, I know one of the girls who was in the, I don't know her, like, oh, I, I can call on the phone, yeah. but, like, I, know her no of one of the females that was in the atlanta house so it was, it's kind of like oh but then it's just kind of like at the same time this is of age is not a crime is it a problem i don't think she was of age at the time yeah yeah, yeah. we're gonna get away from it yeah yeah we're gonna get away from it because i just don't want to crucify like 
it's absolutely not. I don't even laugh at the memes. Like I'm just like, man, this 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 is still somebody's life. Yeah, that, that they playing with. with. Yeah, that everyone's making these memes, jokes, and like I said, some of the shit just funny. Like, yeah, the Gucci man was jump was hilarious. So what now? The Gucci man joint. I ain't seen the Gucci oh. man joint. <laughs> Boy, that shit was funny. I, I gotta see the Gucci man. I'll but, show you. But back, to, back to you, man. The question that I've asked everyone that came on this particular series is your first dollar. Mm-hmm. How did you make your first dollar, and what did you do with it? I had, I spent my refund check on getting my first. And I sell it now. Right. And I <laughs> fuck that bitch. <laughs> Um, I spent my refund check on getting like my first fifty shirts made, and boomed them out on on IG. You know, what I'm saying like put put the pictures that me and George had shot at the time. Shout out Well Known Studios. Um, put just you know blasted them out on Twitter and Instagram. Um, went to like a few of the parties. You know, what I'm saying like around had had people there in them you know what i'm saying and just you know it was really just like an upstate hustle thing at, at the beginning and then shit i believe that first dollar it either did one of three things it either paid for my meal that night <laughs> put gas in my car or no either one of those two things <laughs> it either put gas in my car or fed me man like for real bro yeah, i've heard man. The, the only response I've heard is I dump it right back into the clothing line. And I was no. like, y'all could not have been that hungry. It's nah. just dumping. Yeah, I was. I was literally hungry. I was I starving. <laughs> I had to fucking eat. <laughs> that night. That night. Nigga. You remember the first piece that you saw? Yeah, it was um the original um box H with the HOA yeah. on the uh, left breast with the big um block H. It uh with the HOA on the back. Um, it was like first T I had used like American Apparel. Um, when they like they were in like the heyday, it was like some of the best quality shit too. Like motherfuckers was, cause the motherfuckers that were like, you know, doing t-shirts at the time, like around me was just, you know, finding the cheapest way. You know what I'm saying? Like I really was paying attention to like quality at that time. So I I, I was able to like you know put that out American Apparel, you know, great quality on it. And how much you sell it for? 25. 25. Yeah, yeah. Where you find your confidence, man? Like, just sitting here next to you. Any, let me give a little backstory. Anytime I'm around you, your mm-hmm. energy shifts. Mm-hmm. And I mean that, not saying that I'm in a negative environment and you come in and, and bring positivity, but whatever's going on, when you step into the room, it's on 10. You know, where do you find that confidence? Where do you find that energy? Are you, or do you believe in energy? Do you believe in, like, sage and doing all type of stuff like that or you just like nah man I just live my life I believe in God bro like end of the day like wholeheartedly like that's just what it is like I don't I I know I I didn't create myself I know I didn't like I I, I know I'm not just a number I'm not just here you know what I'm saying like like I I, like I, I I read that book bro and then I see it like every day, like I, 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 like you really just see it play out. You know what I'm what, saying? What pushed you to that? Oh, or what, what raised you into that? Was it like coming from home? Was it? I mean, yeah. I picked it up. You know, like how did you find? I mean, your religion. I mean, you, you know, I don't lo- like to, you know, identify it as religion. Okay. Um, I feel like religion divides people, and the God I serve is not about division. Um. I. I mean, of course, you know, I'm 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 from the Bible Belt, born and raised. <clears throat> but you know, I first had my encounter with Christ when I was like eight years old, and um, we had, we had, uh, went to this play, and it was um, and they they they, they called it a uh, a judgment house. Yo, right? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and like they they went and like you walk through the play, and it's like different scenes in the, like, these. Life, that's yeah. Like, and like it, it was the life of this family, and um, basically like Is it off Easley Bridge Road, White Horse Road. Yeah, yeah. It's the same shit. It's a trick on the right hand side. Yeah, yeah. Like right, like right before you get to the graveyard. I mean the uh, cemetery. Yeah. I had went there, man, and um, you know, just 
experience, you know, for the people that don't know, you show up, it's like a play, you walk through, and, you know, it's like different scenes set up in, like, different rooms, and, like, basically the premise of it was a, it, it was a family, uh, a mother, father, um, two daughters, and, and a son, and, you know, they just going through, like, the normal stresses of life, and, you know what I'm saying, things of that nature, everybody's arguing, it's a lot of, you know, turmoil inside the family. Then they had this big vacation. They driving, and they get into this massive car, this massive car wreck, and everybody die. You know what I'm saying? And like, the mother and the son went to hell, and the uh, daddy and the two daughters went to heaven. And so like, you know, you went to hell, and you know what I'm saying, seeing that scene, and then you went up to heaven, and you saw that scene, and like, you know, um. Do they still do that? I don't know, bro. That like. Shit was- it really was like it was a cool thing and like you know some people could see that as like forcing but like you know uh, other mugs was just like really intrigued about learning about like spirituality because like what they did was they they show how the bible like applies to like real life you know what i'm saying so just me seeing that at eight you know and then plus like i've, I've always been into like screenplays and 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 uh, shit like that. So, like, I, I was already, like, all the way intrigued. But, you know, I just had... I, we prayed after that, man. And I, I, I just had a, a religious experience. And then, Did like, it scare you, though? Did it scare you? It scared the shit out of me, bro. Did it scare you into to religion? It scared me into a point... It, it did okay. at first. But I'm grateful for that fear. Because what it did was it allowed me to see, it, it allowed me, Hassan Durton, to explore who God was. Not anybody else telling me, not with my mama or the pastor. You walked through someone's life and seen how it played out. Yeah, like, I went through it. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just like, the fear at that time kind of, you know, like any boy, like, when the boy gets thrown in, into the wilderness. You know what I'm saying? I felt like it it was me coming into the world. Like, yo, it's cold out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're going to experience installation for, like, the next 10 years of your life. But just know, like, after them 10 years, you're going to... Shit gets real. It gets real. <laughs> and you need to be connected to something. You know what I'm saying? And then, that, like, me just going through life was like, yo, like, what is that something? So, you know... I, 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 I've always, like, believed in God. Um, my spirituality has, like, grown more in, 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 in recent years just with my own self-development and, like, you know, re, like me really, like, becoming a man and everything. Um, but that's re- really where the confidence comes from, bro. Like, I've like I've read Genesis through Revelations. Like, I've read it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I spent, like, the entire year of 2017, like, going through it page to page and you know i'm not here to say like i know everything and like you know what i'm saying I, i'm you know just what, what leads you exactly you know, you know what i'm saying and and it you know with me going through it and then you know you go back through it afterwards you know what i'm saying like reading uh scriptures here chapters here and it really you take the scriptures and like apply them to the context of like your everyday life and like you really start to just open your eyes to like the macro of everything and you know um me just understanding that like i'm a servant first you know what i'm saying like i'm here to help you i'm here to help shy like I, i'm i'm here to help my boys anybody that comes in my path that you know i have the power and means to help you know what i'm saying like it's like a nigga coming to you and asking for five dollars like you know you don't say no like if i don't have five dollars i say no yeah but, like, if I'm, like, walking around with a dub, like, and you need five, like, yo, you got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of them things where, it, you you know, you, you'll be given what you need to help people. You just got to trust in that. So, um, you know, my confidence just really come from faith, bro. Um, I done been through a lot of shit in my life where, you know, things, you know what I'm saying, been uneasy. You know, everybody has. You know, I just, I chose to find strength and light, you know what I'm saying? And just, you know, use everything I got, this brand, to show that light, you know what I'm saying? And and not, I ain't trying to force nobody on it, you know what I'm saying? I, I ain't trying to, like, 
you know, be some like pastor, some preacher or nothing like that. But it's just like you, I, I've been given a platform to show who God is. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's why, you, you know, the stuff that you see from me or hear from me, it be deep. Like, cause like, I really be like just thinking about life in that way and just, you know, how we can better at, at, as a humanity. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't about race, it ain't about sexual orientation, none of that shit. Just, nigga, we human. And if y'all ain't trying to unite and, and, and actually put this shit into action and actually be a good person and actually do kind gestures and actually not get an attitude when something is, you know what I'm saying, done wrong to you or, you know what I'm saying? Like, like are we actually going to do this thing or are we just going to continue to talk about it, killing ourselves that way? So, yeah. Let's get to a little bit of teaching here. I'm a first-time person. I'm a first-time uh, designer. I got my, my first shirt that I want to sell. I paid for it. I got to print it up. And I'm out in public. I want to walk up to this stranger. Mm-hmm. Give me some tips on what I should need to say. How, how should I approach them? Number one, make sure you walk like you're putting yourself in position around your demographic. No who you selling to, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just selling to strangers, like, yeah, you know, you hustling, you out there, it's cool and all, but it's smarter ways to do that, you know what I'm saying? Like, get the fish that's going to bite in one section, you know what I'm saying? And then walk up to, like, walk up to them. You don't want to just be out in, in the ocean, you know what I'm saying, just fishing, you know what I'm saying? Like, you want to be able to fish in, in control settings, so... Know your demographic, number one. You know what I'm saying? Like, know exactly who you're selling to. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, understand your customer. You know, know their buying habits. Know where the fuck they be at. How? How do, how do I find this information? Like, where do I go to look for You it? research it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like for instance, right? So, my brand is kind of like urban, luxe, streetwear-centric, right? So, it, it and I'm just u- using those words as, like, the market. So if I know that the majority of my customers skateboard, then I'm going to pull up to a skate park and I'm going to show them the clothes. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Like if I know the majority of my customers are females that drink coffee, then I'm going to pull up at the Starbucks. I'm going to pull up at the hipster small little coffee shops, you know what I'm saying? The coffee undergrounds, and I'm going to sell so to them. So basically, in my, in my term of it, know your audience. Exactly, know your audience. So, you know what I'm saying? If you know that the majority of your audience work, you know, first shift, 8 to 5, you know what I'm saying, Monday through Friday, then, okay, I might need to make sure that I do an event on the weekends. You know what I'm saying? To make sure that to ensure more traffic is coming through. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it, it's all about like with whatever you develop and whatever you make and make sure you know the people who you selling to. How do you feel about first timers or rookie designers stepping into um, vendor tables and, and going into events like that? Is that something that you should jump out and spend your money on first or is that something that you should get to within time? I mean, it, it, it it's all like opportunity driven and it's all situational um depending on how, how much capital you starting out with and and to me giving y'all this advice like i've been doing this for 2013 it's 2019 now so like a little over six years um been llc for the last four you know what i'm saying so when everybody's situation different everybody's bringing a different amount of capital into this thing know that this industry is capital intensive like you got to pay to play like you know what i'm saying if you ain't coming with no bag your shit gonna look weak and you gonna stay where the hell you at like if you're not reinvesting in that shit and like getting better materials y- using different techniques and and all, all of these different things i feel like you know build your audience you know what I'm saying? Build your clientele, build your consumer base. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, you know, our shit's different because our product stands out. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if you 
if you have a certain product that is different and new to a particular area and nobody else has this product and you know that for a fact, then hell yeah, jump out at those vendor tables and put yourself out there. But if you see yourself in the position of, okay, I'm still building, I'm still, you know, getting the name, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to get people to buy in. I only got one product right now. Then you utilize those, you know, utilize that time with just, you know, building your online presence, you know what I'm saying? Getting the people around you to wear it, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, giving them t-shirts, you know what I'm saying? Just getting pictures of fine females in your gear. Like, that's the easiest tip, like, to get. Get a fine-ass girl to wear your shirt and post a picture of she it. She might or may not be from the UK, but... She may or may not be from the UK, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ami, they on you. <laughs> um, so, like, you have to, you know, know yourself, know your position. You know what I'm saying? Know what the fuck you're selling. And from there, that'll allow you to make that decision of, okay, is this $50 investment to sell at this table going to be worth it? Because, yeah, some, you know, if you just come in with, like, just T-shirts, right, and nobody knows who the fuck you are, and you selling your T-shirts for $25 a pop, and nobody knows who the fuck you are, and you just show up at this event just, you know, on strength, hoping that somebody will support you, you know what I'm saying? You might sell two. But if you spent, you know what I'm saying, like that entire month instead of, you know what I'm saying, jumping to that event, waiting to maybe the event next month or the month afterwards, and build your online presence, build your content, you know what I'm saying? Get people used to seeing the name, the design, and then jump at it instead of selling two T-shirts and just making your $50 back or barely breaking even. Then you selling four, five, six shirts. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, made you like, a, you know what I'm saying, a, a couple hundred. And, okay, we getting somewhere now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, like, don't be getting in this game just to break even. Like, we all trying to make profit at the end of the day. So you said uh, your, your internet presence. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about social media and having a clothing line. So let's talk about some do's and don'ts for a first timer. What's give me two or three things that you should do with your clothing line and dealing with social media. Hmm. Or if don'ts come quickly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's a really good question, bro. Because like you know the internet is so new, and the way niggas is popping is just you know they popping like doing outlandish shit you yeah. know what i'm saying so you know one thing you know just find what works for you i know it's vague and i know it's cliche but it's one of those things where you just need to be trying shit like get to a point to try shit what worked for you um what, what works for you because currently is working what worked for me was um you know just the simple formula of content plus following equals sales the people see your content enough it'll drive them to your profile to your site and it'll generate sales now that is way more complicated than what me, than me just you know what i'm saying like i made that sound really easily but that is essentially what i do i'm i, I make really cool content um r really creative photo shoots and I pay attention to who the fuck I have taking those pictures. I don't just have my homeboy from down the street. Like, we're, like we're, uh, we're getting the brand. We're getting, is that considered a brand ambassador to you? What do you mean? Like that person that you choose to do that photo shoot with. Um, no, no. Um, because, you know, uh, some days I'll hire George. And then, you know, some days I'll hire Josh. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to God's nephew. Um, you know, some days I'll have my, my boy uh, Danny shoot something. You know, it, it, it. it it's to me finding like a really good photographer is like finding like a great producer. Gotcha. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So like. So we're speaking on when you say uh, choosing the people to shoot mm -hmm. for you, you mean the actual person. That's exactly. Person. Exactly. Gotcha. Because gotcha. like you got to pay attention to that, bro. Because like you know what I'm saying like if you just get getting your homeboy that got a cannon, then you just gonna be where the fuck you at? Like you know what I'm saying like you got to go out and you got to see people that's like really making dope art and like really built like you know. George was already making videos for people. You know what I'm saying? When me and him linked up to do like our first, you know, Hubris of America shoot. You know what I'm saying? Like George already had a following like of 
and he already had his own style. He was just developing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't get somebody that's just starting out. And, you know, where, you know, you might have a homeboy that's, that's just starting out and you trying to support him and all, all, all of this stuff. Like, yeah, that's cool. But you as a business got to know that, like, yo, like your product has to be shown in a great light. So um, I, you know, pay attention to, you know, the photographers you're using. Pay attention to just the models you're, you're uh, using. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, anybody take, taking a selfie in your shirt makes for great content. And, you know what I'm saying, great stuff to put on your story and, and things like that. Let people know that, you know, hey, people fucking with me. You know what I'm saying? You know, hey, you hop on it. But at the same time, when you do these professional shoots, like when you're making ads and like you're making social media content and you building your portfolio to send to stores and like show them your catalog and shit, them shits better look professional. Like, like this ain't no like play play shit. Like niggas be getting into this shit thinking that like, oh, I can make me a quick little flip. People fuck with me. They'll fuck with my t-shirts, nigga. Everybody just ain't trying to give you that dub, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to make people like feel like, yo, this dub is going like someplace. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like the people have to buy into you, and like the people gotta see. Like, like people fuck with our shit because that shit looks incredible. You know what I'm saying? Like when you see them videos, like them videos are professional, like professionally shot. Like we ain't, you know what I'm saying? Just capping out here with that. So you know, pay attention to that. And and again, like I said it before, you gotta pay to play. You gotta be willing if. That photographer that's nice is charging seventy five an hour, then motherfucker, you better do a good hour shoot and get all seventy five dollars out of that. But like, if you just trying to do it on like some free shit, then you gonna get free quality. You know what I'm saying? But you have to start somewhere. Right? You're right, but at the same time, if you got enough money allocated in the beginning. That marketing budget be- better be a part of that allocation okay. when you're doing this shit. Like, you better not, like, dump all of your money into making this shit and then not have any money to actually, like, pr- put like, put it out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like buying all of the food, but you ain't got no dishes to cook it or eat it with. Makes sense. Do you believe in paying for, well, first off, do you believe in paying for sponsored ads on social media, like Facebook ads and shit? Shit works. So how do you choose which what to sponsor and what not to sponsor? Um, I feel like you, if you have, like a, like if you have some shit about to come out, like say you have something like worth promoting, like an event or a new product, that's what you sponsor. You know what I'm saying? Like you know if you have you know some content that is, you know, marketed to like you know, i.e. A, a new shirt, or if you have, like, a recording of a podcast, like the visual, right? Like, you're going to want to put that out because, hey, this is coming. Attention, this is coming. And what's so dope with how Instagram and Facebook ads are, like, you know, running their algorithm, it's like you, when you set up your business page, it gives you the, one, it gives you all of, like, the criteria of, like, who it's hitting, what percentage of the people that it, it it's hitting is men like 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 that breakdown is incredible it gives you a lot of insight on how to move better the thing is about facebook though it it'll and i'm lear- learning this shit some more myself but like the thing about facebook is like you can have like say you spend 30 dollars over the course of a week on ads right and it's targeted towards certain customers some customers go to your website off of that. Facebook records that and keeps like that on a database. So when you code to sponsor something else, it'll send that. Like say people like get to your website, right? And they don't buy anything. Or say they get to your website, click on an image and put it in their cart, but they don't buy it. You know what I'm saying? And they like, it's just left in the cart. Or they're just on there snooping around. It records all that shit. You will send, so your next ad that you sponsor will go straight to them because it recorded that they already look at your shit. So, hey, you got something else coming. Hey, we got something else coming. So, hey, oh, shit. They just, they got something else coming. Oh, fuck, I forgot. I left something in in the cart. I need to go get that. You know what I'm saying? So, So, bam, like, that's like a double whammy. And then you can also 
select a lookalike audience. So what the algorithm does, it finds it, it, it takes the target people that it already hit and then it finds followers that are similar to them and it shows them the same content as well. Thus making your whole demographic way more concentrated. You know what I'm saying? So if you are sitting with this, you know, concentration of people who just like really like your style of shit, you're able to give them more content and feed them, thus making more dollars. Does that make sense? Make a lot of sense, bro. So yeah, man. Like teaching, bro. That's what this is. This is what this is for. Bro. Hell yeah, man. Like like take advantage, bro. Cause like like right now, dog. Think about it. A billboard on the highway is like tens of thousands of dollars like tens of thousands it costs you five dollars to send yo whatever piece of content to like a thousand people do you believe in email marketing or is that outdated um i mean i i feel like if you're you know building the brand um it's very smart it's definitely very smart because what what will happen is you'll have those customers turning into repeat customers when you are, you know, it, especially like the person that checks their email, you know what I'm saying? Like really checks it and check like, awesome. I check my shit all, all the time and I get ads from shit all the time. Like Ralph Lauren, like Gucci, like, you know, Prada, like all, all types of shit. I, don't get rich, like I mean, I, 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 I ain't even going to flex. I signed up for them newsletters just cause like I be liking the brands. My okay. nigga, I ain't even bought shit from them. Nigga. The you know, off. hell yeah, and I'd be like, damn, but that's hard. I got fifty percent off from Prada. I'm not buying a goddamn thing, but at the same time, I'm glad I got it. But yeah, man, um, I, it's very smart. It 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 generates repeat customers. It it also ge- uh, generates um like that cult following of people buying into the brand. So like they feel like yo, like I'm I'm getting emails, I'm getting coupons from them. I'm gonna continue to shop. It, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just uh it, it's just you know um increases the uh the uh, means of how th- how they shop. So your confidence advice would be finding find you something to live by. Exactly. Find find purpose. Find purpose. When it comes down to starting marketing yourself, know your ways. Act your ways. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Don't jump out there too far. Make sure you allocate funds for everything that you need. Exactly. If you can't do it, don't do it. Exactly. Gotcha. It's gotcha. levels to the shit, bro. So another thing I heard you, what you just mentioned was select your photographer the right way. Yeah, man. Like that shit's smart, bro. That shit's very smart. Like, yeah, some of y'all pictures look trash, bro. I'm just be honest. Like. Don't no store want to see that shit. Like, you, you come in them showing them, that sh- man, look, y'all better be working on y'all craft, man. <laughs> like, uh, work on that shit because somebody's coming with way harder shit. Next thing you know, this is just something you're doing on the side. You work for Zoom, right? Mm-hmm. What do you do for them? Because I seen you on, like, a ski resort trip. Can you, do you, can you tell about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I manage uh the, the store in the Haywood Mall. Um. And I've been with them for about like five years now and everything. Uh, I made them a lot of money. So they sent me to go snowboarding and gave me some free shit. Gotcha. I thought you were like a brand ambassador. I was like, did he out here at the, at the event? I was, brand, I was a House of Hubris brand ambassador. Everybody I talked to, yeah, this my, yeah, this me. We got this going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You use that opportunity to. Fuck yeah, man. You don't like, it, it's, it's, it's corporate at the end of the day with them. You know what I'm saying? You can make a company $300,000, you know what I'm saying? And all they're going to give you is maybe like, what, $1,000 worth of free shit? Hey, I don't see none of that money. That's interesting. What's your definition of a brand ambassador? A person who markets your brand in return for free shit. How do I select the person? They have to be hungry. They have to fuck with your shit just as hard as you fuck with them. Like, they have to really fuck with your shit. Like, not just, oh, yeah, your shit kind of cool. No, I'm like, they fuck, it, like, like, they done shopped with you before. Gotcha. Like, they done already spent money with you. So, you just pick someone. You need to pick someone that exactly. has been. Exactly. Similar. And then, you know, too, you, you, you want to pay attention to their following, of course. 
Um, but to be honest, man, uh, people's following like that shit don't don't really mean nothing to me. That, uh, Mike, you know Mike. Yeah, uh, yeah. My best friend in the world. We was talking about following. Um, the other day we had dinner, and um, he, he had a formula. He was like, um, if it's five thousand people that follow you, you should at least be averaging around about five hundred likes. Mm-hmm. If a person doesn't have at least ten to twenty percent um, of their followers interacting with them. They bought the following. Yep. Cause I called, I was like, man, this guy right here, man, I think I want to interview. I want to work with him. Look at them comments. And he said, let's go through the pictures. Let's go through the pictures. So we sat there and we went through the pictures, and he was like, man, he bought the majority of these because he may have ten thousand followers, but he had the same amount of likes you have with just fifteen hundred followers. So that that number is there to psych out people that don't understand yeah. this formula. Yeah. Like like now, see, like in the beginning, like when Instagram first started, like you know. Like, i.e. what 2010 but like between 2010 and 2012 you could go on a follow spree and everybody you followed at least 40 percent of the people was gonna follow you back like and they were real followers but then you you know just like with anything shit gets bigger gets yeah. bigger gets bigger and then you get to a point where people so when people were just doing that you know following people to get follows you had a high concentration of followers and you could market product like a lot easier like in the beginning motherfuckers was making millions off putting product on instagram because it was real people that they were connecting to right so companies bigger companies bought into that they started paying attention oh shit if this person got ten thousand people following them we can give them product to show them which would necessarily generate more money for for us and that person we can pay him however much percentage or give him some free shit so then instagram or people started seeing that oh i can get free shit from these businesses all i can all i got to do is show that i got like a high number of followers and then that's where the hackers came then they generated the programs to where you can buy fake followers and then now you have just a influx of accounts with just like millions of fake people and it's all bots you know what i'm saying like auto like you know just automating like likes and shit so they're not real so now what you have is people who are getting to social media game late they're seeing the success from what happened five six years ago and thinking that they can re you know recreate that and though you can don't put all your eggs in that basket. You need to have other means of marketing and other means of putting your brand out there, i.e. events, i.e. Um, pop-up shops, you know what I'm saying? Uh, traveling, getting it in front of more people, you know, physically doing the labor because if you just try to get, yeah, you know. Exactly. Like, you know, if you just try to leave it to social media, you got to understand, like, with this internet shit, it moves so fast. Something can be big today and dead tomorrow. Like, it's so you have to understand how fickle it is. So, if you're putting all of your eggs in the I'm just going to post on social media and it's going to happen for me, you're dead wrong. And you're playing like, like you playing a, a stupid game because it's not going to work like you that. You have to have a balance between exactly. both. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Now, as a, someone starting off, should I be looking for, for brand ambassadors and people? to give my gear away to the ad post or should I be focused on something else? Um look at your circle. Look in look how your your circle moves. Cause you don't want to just be giving out free shit just for sake of giving out free shit. Oh, I just need it on bodies. Look at who you giving it to. Like where is this person going? Who is this person around? You know what I'm saying? Like is this person, you know, that I'm giving this free shirt to you know what I'm saying, to get my brand out there, like, are they going to, you know, rock it and rep it, you know what I'm saying, how, how, how it's supposed to be rock, or are they just going to wear it one time, then next thing you know, they just wearing it to, to, to the gym or some shit like that. Like, you want to pay attention who you're giving it to, you know, like, if you got, you know, a girl who, hey, I'm going to this beauty event, and I need some gear, you know what I'm saying? All these people going to be here, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I'm going to be talking with such and such. Yeah, you give her shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you give her shit. Be it if, if, if you know what I'm saying, some some good happens from it or not. Like, that's an opportunity. Yeah. But if you're just giving it to a nigga who just, you know, going to post a picture, you know, then you kind of got to be, like, weary about that. Like, did I just give you a, 
that shirt just to take up like one picture and then next thing I know like you in the gym uh hooping in it you know what I'm saying and I mean you know and it's trial and error with that because I've given free shit to people and it ain't go nowhere but then at the same time I've given free shit to people and it's generated exactly you know so got you got you So before we get out of here, man, I want you to, to wrap this up in a nutshell for me. I would like for you to give the House of Hubris, the Hasi, tips on marketing for everyone. Word. Um, my five things would be, you know, number one, know yourself. Know your brand. Your brand is yourself. So you need to have a clear cut definition of who you are and what this brand represents when you're talking to people that'll be number one number two is know your product if i would suggest you guys start out with one product like one design that you guys do really well that is really popular and push that shit until it's everywhere you know what i'm saying um three know your demographic Know the people who you're selling to. You know what I'm saying? Like, make sure you've done research on, you know, the different trends, how they shop, uh, where they shop. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, w- what are their work schedules? Uh, uh, how are, you know, when are they on social media during the day? These are things that you should know as a business owner about your consumers because they are the most vital and important part. Um, I would also say number four would build a team. You know, everybody, you know, you start out by by yourself, but, you know, nobody, nobody does this shit in this industry by themselves. All right. Yeah, you bootstrap it and you do everything in the beginning. But, yo, my nigga, if somebody else does graphics better than you, get them to do your graphics. If somebody else takes pictures better than you, get them to take your pictures. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and I love him to death. Please don't crucify me. You know what I'm saying? But don't be J. Cole. If you got the bag, get you some producers. I love you, J. Cole. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. just to make money go get a regular job bro like it's not meant to just be work you know this entrepreneurial life you make these sacrifices and you go through all of this hell just so you can experience a life that you see for yourself so keep this shit fun keep this shit constant fun like it should the stresses that you go through should make you laugh and make, you know what I'm saying? And, like, even though it's hard and all that shit, like, it should be the reason why you wake up and keep doing this shit every single day. Like, if you don't want to do it, then say you don't want to do it and just go do something else. Like, you're wasting your time. Like, don't waste your time on this shit. If you just want to do it for money, bro, you can go hoe for something else. All right? Keep this shit fun and everything going to be all right. Where can they find you if they want to come shop with you? If they have their own questions and they want to ask you directly, how do people get in contact with you? So, you know, you can always follow House of Hubris on Instagram. Um, Hubris spelled H-U-E-B-R-I-S. Um, still popping off at nowhere, you know what I'm saying? 250 Mill Street, you guys come through, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we got a new pop-up coming. You know, at the end of this month, you know what I'm saying? I'll definitely be, you know, releasing more information on that. We got new new gear. We got new events. We got all types of shit coming, man. So just follow us on the Nowhere USA Instagram. Follow me on the House of Hubris Instagram. And we're going to keep rocking. Houseofhubris.com as well if y'all want to shop, man. Yes, sir. And thank you for stopping by again, man. Like I said, the first time we had you, we had the whole crew. Um, you got an interview um, about the business itself as a nutshell with the beholder and Mike Duck. But today was just a class, I guess you would say, 
for any of the up and comers that that want to get into this or a refresher for someone that's one a little stale. Absolutely. You know, if you got your line rolling and you're like, damn, this guy started way way after me and father. Listen to him, see what he has to say. This is uh, this is this is really not, I should say, for entertainment. It's yeah, yeah. what I want people to learn from people that I see as successful. Absolutely. Um, if I ever wanted to start a clothing line, I'm definitely finna knock on your door. Like, hey, man, uh, I got these logos. I need <laughs> to know what to like? do with them. Yeah, I need to know what to do with them. Yes, but sir. as always, make sure you guys check out, check out episode one with Designer Quay. Check out, check out episode two with Fivefold Clothing. And this is episode three with the House of Hubris and the God. I'm going to say that every time for you guys <laughs> to understand. The God, Hassan. Thank you for stopping by. Yeah, yep. We got Shyland Flowers actually on the board. It's not low today. Shyland, you good over there, man? Always. The website coming off good. Yeah, man. If y'all heard any beeps in the background, it's because he was working on his website while we was recording. But thank you as always for recording, man. I appreciate it. We started with you, and we're going to continue with you as well. As you say, build your team. Shyland is a very important part of my team. He may not be mixing every show, but if shit don't, if the episode sound wild and the next one sound better, it's because of him. Give him a phone call. So build your team. I am Keys Ali. Follow me everywhere, including Christian memes and Pornhub at Keys Ali. And I'm out. <laughs>